You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, the gang is back together, and I hear Jocelyn won, what, your third state championship? No. No. So, so I won the Maryland age group sprint <laughs> for 40 to 44 women. <laughs> so, but at the Delaware, I did the Delaware state championships for Olympic distance, and I was the first woman from Delaware, but I was not state champion because Four women beat me from D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. But they don't count or they do count? They do count because there's not, it's like highly unregulated, the <laughs> least state championship. So some states, you have to be a resident of that state. And then there's these other states where it's like a free-for-all, which is why I have papers from Maryland. Khadija has papers from, where were you? Kentucky. Here. Kentucky. <laughs> When did like, I feel like, when did we become all about the state championships? I feel like we talk every week. There's a new one you guys are doing. We just decided we're going to troll them all to see if we can get all 50 papers on all 50. Jersey is a problem, but I was born in Jersey. So I'm going to take my birth certificate (laughs) and see if we can, we can work that out. I might have a relative or two still in Jersey. So we'll see. Okay. So you're gonna have like a fake address. Yeah. (laughs) So I I did get get (laughs) second master's which I'm like, if I went two minutes faster, I would have been a master's state champion. Or if I went 10 and a half minutes slower, I would have been the age group state champion. But I just have papers that say second place master's female, which is not as fun as saying that I'm a state champion. Yeah, you should like cross it out, right? State champion. Although I do love like yours, we'll call it like the vice champion, which always feels like Kind of awesome. A, like I'm a yeah. vice champion. <laughs> it doesn't it does it feel like more people are using important. that now. Yeah. Sounds like I, there's a cape involved. <laughs> um, Sam Lalo has vice champion on the side of like his car. Like some oh, brand really? gave him a car in France, or at least when I saw him in these. It's better than first runner up, like in the like beauty pageants. Yeah. <laughs> vice champion. Vice champion. Yeah, my kids watch some kind of movie. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Will Ferrell movie, and they call everybody who's second the first loser. And I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> I was like, you guys, can we? Yeah, can we stop that? No, sports are brutal, <laughs> Kadisha. <laughs> so I'm first loser, oh, Masters Delaware, Delaware State. <laughs> you're, the, you're the vice champion. <laughs> All, All right, we're gonna building up here. <laughs> building, we build people up, not tear them down. <laughs> Vice champ, not first loser. <laughs> all right, today we're gonna talk more about national championships than state championships. We're gonna talk all things Milwaukee national championships, where it's going, mansplaining, of course. And uh, I forget what the other thing was. Oh, one of Sarah's random questions. Always, always. Chasing epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits you can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know we're getting older and aging, and you've been using AminoCo's heel as part of your, like, post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So 
as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How's it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's aminoco, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, y'all. While Jocelyn was doing her state championship, I was in Milwaukee at the national championships. I know none of you were there, but you've all been to them before, right? Yeah. No. No? You've never, I have never not. been to one? Oh. No. I've been twice in Cleveland and twice in um, Milwaukee. And they've all been... Well, Cleveland wasn't so great because I got sick and projectile vomited from the water. But that's another story. But I've, I've always had a great time. The whole event in and of itself is, I really enjoyed it. And I did it from back what when I was saw. in Portland. Do you guys remember that one? Outside I, was, Portland? I don't think I was racing. I that. think I was always into like Ironman distance mm. as like a nerdy little tri-geek. And mm. if it wasn't close enough, but if the rumors I heard are true for next year, I will be there next year. Definitely moving. And I, uh-huh. they were like, and so what have you heard? And I, Jocelyn's all like, I'm, so everyone in track, by the way, everyone in Milwaukee <laughs> was all like, I know secret information. And like 98% of the time it's like not secret, but now Jocelyn's all like, I have secret information. I heard a rumor that next year it's in Atlantic city in the middle of September. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> in which case it's an hour and a half drive from me, which is my circle of as far as I will travel at this point in my life. So when, when will we all be getting the emails from USIT? About registering? Yeah. Uh, probably next summer. <laughs> oh, no. <but> interestingly, it's <laughs> the Atlantic City 70.3, I think is usually around that weekend and they are not having it anymore. Yeah. This is maybe the last so, year for that. Maybe that's why they signed a deal, a different deal. You know, the city why the city wanted more yeah mm. Interesting. So how how did milwaukee go off like was it a pretty good event yeah so i mean so side point if you guys are like been there before if you're from the midwest all these like foreign pros kept were like they all kept being like this is really nice i don't i didn't th- i don't know if i thought like milwaukee would be nice and you're like what, what, the, what the fuck <laughs> like what did you think was gonna happen like it's just like it's just a course that's like up and down a lakefront right like what it it just looks like a lake, right? Like, what did you think anyway? But uh, I mean, Milwaukee's had it three years now. Uh, what they did different this year, besides the pro race, which we can talk about in a second, is they combined youth, juniors, and the adults, which I actually thought was really cool. So that made it 
like I, I always like mixed about festivals because there's always like the real race and then like all the other things but this that this made it like the real race for the youth for the youth, right like it made it so it was like we're actually awarding national champions in all the ages you know and it was like oh my god the I don't know if I like thought this through but the juniors they do draft like well they have a regular non-draft youth race for like kids or different ages but then they have like the really elite juniors who are like you know they have like no fear yet. They've like never really crashed hard yet. And they're like coming into T2 and it was on a turn. And so they're coming into this turn at speed, jump like without, like without breaking, jumping off. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. It was making Ooh. me so nervous. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah's making a face. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta, you gotta risk losing the win. Hey. No, this was like risk dying. I don't, it was okay because like, <laughs> they don't want to be first loser. <laughs> um, but I thought, I mean, uh, Khadija said she heard a bunch. I thought the national championship part, like separate from like the PTO event, because they were like, sep- they were run separately. Um, yeah, I mean, they're claiming it was like 8,000 people, it was like 4,000 people, but still, yeah. that's still I like, think they counted people who like were in multiple events. They just like rounded like up. That. They're like everyone we sent an email yeah. to telling them they could register is counted. But I got a lot of a lot of text messages, a lot of good feedback on um just the event itself that they felt like it was well run. They loved the excitement around it. They felt it was organized and they like they loved the fact that all you could see all levels racing. You had right. an opportunity to race and then you could see the youth, the elite and then the pro pe- pros racing uh simultaneously and they really like that i I like that i like the festivals more than i like the individual races myself i think they're great yeah i think having the pro race like after like i was worried that they had put it so much later after everyone that it was everyone would like go home and not come back but because there were like so many things like because it was like age group races then youth races then like people stuck around or they like went to their telling kid whatever but because it was after everybody it really did add this like kind of like was marquee-ness to right it made it feel like you really are at a race with like the best people as a yeah so and people were like like these are like obviously the core triathletes who are like legitimately excited to watch triathletes you know yeah like they I know everyone it. yeah mm-hmm. e- even cheer for the guy with the pink hat right I was saying like these uh <laughs> random spectators on the side kept referring asking me what happened to the guy in the pink hat and I it took me forever to realize they met Christian Blumenfeld so that's how we're and I think the PTO races, they're really attracting the top guns. And that's who people want to see race. They don't want to see, you know, two top guns and then, and not to dismiss anybody. I mean, if you become a pro, you've obviously earned it, but they don't want to see two top guns and then 20 people who have no chance of catching them. They want, they want to see a strategic hard fought race. And that's what the PTO races are attracting. Yeah. Yeah. Year, years ago, we had elite national championships and there were some years where it was written into like our national team contracts where we had to go to the national championship and then and then it kind of phased out where it became less and less of a thing right and i think i don't even know if there is an elite there isn't anymore no. yeah but what if they yeah. bring it back Would you if want- they bring it back there's just so much pro racing. It has to be, I, I think it has to be an international race like that. But, mm. then, but, then, but then are you really like, I guess, I think there was a year or two where we had like, um, maybe like San Diego World Triathlon race and you named the national champion out of the US finishers in that race. And then that gets kind of messy. I just don't think we have the depth to put on a really great, pro race of just u.s athletes and like put up the prize money to really attract them because you know they're trying to balance like ironman or like short course non-draft or the pto stuff or they're like over in europe doing the world triathlon racing so to get people to travel someplace it needs to be a good enough race and i think you only get that when you have you don't um you know like cycling has a national champion though like and it's like kind of a, it's like not a huge deal but it's still like kind of a deal right to be yeah. like i'm the five-time don't you want to be like the five-time national champion i think so, cycling yeah. has more depth though because i mean i go to some yeah. of these crit races and even just just for the state of georgia i mean they're they're brutal 
I mean, they're just, yeah. Did I say there's like, you said there's hardly any depth. I think there's like a lot of depth in America. I think she means for like American a whole women. profile. Like, are you going to make a whole race that ends up being like Right, a whole, uh, so oh, that's so like, you know. you know, like Katisha was saying, there's two people off the front and then, mm-hmm. you know, other people, you want to have a really competitive you kind of need like 20 people at least for yes for pro yeah. race. So then that yeah. becomes like, who are your 20 Americans? Which you're like, I don't know. I mean, but you'd have well, to like make it be everyone, you know? So I, I think, I think you need a lot of depth, especially with, um, with the, the draft legal stuff, because otherwise you get really strange dynamics. Um, I mean, you could have a non-draft what if you did uh, US, yeah, US championship and put up enough money then yeah it doesn't really matter as much if you have right. like you could just 20 have like really good athletes people. yeah you're gonna have a good race yeah yeah you need the problem is the the draft legal stuff you need to have like 50 good athletes to have an exciting race i don't um, think they host enough uh draft legal races in the united states i literally have to hunt them down good. i've only done a mm-hmm. couple and yeah. i i really i really enjoyed them because i enjoy crit racing and then to mix that in mm-hmm triathlon i i i really i really enjoy it once i can swim fast enough to get with that front pack i'll be much happier (laughs) Um, oh can i mention my swim last weekend it was not twice as fast or twice as slow as katie ledecky it was slower (laughs) than two times the world record that we talked about so you're saying she could have done it twice she could have done it twice and beat me. <laughs> I'm still good. I'm yeah. still good. I got twice by one second. I would only beat her by one second, but, that but is, I would. <laughs> that's now my goal every time I do an Olympic distance swim is can I be like twice Under her time seconds. or faster? Makes sense. But she doesn't have to bike or run. So no. yeah, see that yeah. that's really what's what's really the problem here. Yeah. Sure. 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 I do think though, even if they don't do like an I mean I would love to see a national champion declared again like somehow you know find the price to have a non-drafting price. but I do think like having a like they've got to have a pro race now at nationals like I think if they even if they like team up with Ironman or team up with challenge or something like it'd be because it's like it just really adds something it makes it feel like you're not just sort of like you know yeah well we talk about track and field and there's always all this hype about they call it USA's right right well that's like and, it qualifies you to worlds yeah which is not how our sport works. Not at all. Yeah, I was thinking that for a second. <laughs> yeah, but they, I feel like they do hype it up. And I guess it's like top three go to worlds. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's totally different. But there is a lot of prestige in being like a track national champion. Yeah, but that's that that's written into contracts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it, too, is is it's not writ- written into our contracts. So because it doesn't mean anything, um, because there's no money. Like we can, as pros, we can only race so many times a year. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, would I travel to Milwaukee to do a race and maybe make $5,000 to be national champion? Or do I go to a PTO race and potentially make a lot more? And it's written into my contracts for bonuses. And well, it's almost like they would have to partner up with like a, the PTO US yeah. Open. And yeah, then filter out the Americans. Because the PTO is also doing, like, they're also, you know, big announcements coming or whatever in October about their model next year. They're perpetually going to do big things next year, right? Like, every year. <laughs> wait till next year. But, but it, they're definitely not going to, like, they're definitely moving around. So, hmm, that's a shame. All right, after the break, we'll talk more about the PTO race, though, since now that we've, you know, started to dive into it. All right, Sid, you're back. And the most important thing is, did you watch all the racing this weekend? All the racing. Um, of course, I'd like twice through. I'm that bad. I kind of watched it pretty much live on the Friday and the Saturday and then watching repeats on the Sunday as well, just <laughs> <laughs> like as a real um, groupie that I am. As well, as I have to say, as well as balancing that with the Women's Soccer World right. Cup the world cup netball which for that again we won't go into that um the and then the uci cycling world champs has started obviously off the back of the tour de femme um yeah it's been a busy busy while and we i feel like i haven't chatted to you for ages so yeah so much sports there's so, so much, much sports sport. happening so much sport yeah 
All right. So here's my question for PT for the for I keep calling it a US Open because there are many US yeah. Opens out there. Yep. So at your know, triathlon's US Open, what would you say was your big performance of the weekend? Who um I have to say I really did love seeing Jan win. Um like I just think that was yeah, you knowing that I do think it's funny that everyone's like jumped onto this bandwagon and was, oh my god, it's like his second to last race. It's like we've all known he's been retiring like for a year. Like, what's the big deal? But I did think it was great to see him win. I did think he looked in trouble during the swim when Christian was in that front pack. And I was like, oh, maybe that slap talk like before the before the race is is gonna backfire again. Um, but yeah, I just thought that that was brilliant. Um, I think other I mean, I have to say Jason West, who mm -hmm. actually, I'm going to put this vision. Someone, a friend here mentioned it to me that he looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and has the best triathlon suit ever. And he looks like, you know, he just needs to put a little um, eye mask on and he'd be a Ninja Turtle. And everyone is going to think that now and you're not going to be able to get that vision out of your head. <laughs> um, but his run was spectacular, like mm -hmm. just ridiculously good. So I think he he deserved. And then... You know, and it was a shame because we didn't really get to see it and let's not go into that side of things. But there was some, like, as I was watching at the finish and, you know, there's like David McNamee came over in seventh and Sam Long was in fourth, I think, in like fifth, yeah. Fifth, thank you. And some real, like, great athletes and performances that I just think we didn't properly get a chance to see that I think deserve to be recognised. Um, and then on the women's side... Um, I don't know. I loved watching Lauren Brandon absolutely <laughs> like rip the swim apart because I I said to her, I was like, you can like, like, obviously I'm not in the race, so I'm not hanging on the back of the swim. <laughs> so right, just so you're like, like, go nuts. Yeah. Just unleash. Obviously that's, she wasn't listening to me and she would have done that anyway. But yeah, it was awesome watching her swim and then hanging in on the bike, I think was amazing. And obviously, yeah, you know, Taylor Nib just looked so in control like her run was just yeah I mean not her her bike was was good obviously as it is with Taylor but I just think like capping like capping that off with the run um the other performance the other performance for me was Lucy Byron which I think people were surprised about and I was like I can do the research guys she's like legit she's new she's been training with and she's yeah so she's legit but she's still quiet. like you know she's, she's like young and she's not performed on that big race she exactly I was good that's yeah. why I was, and I was gonna say yeah. I mean come on she's like she was she, she's been sick and stuff she like was like races. the fourth best British triathlete named Lucy going into this weekend yeah. you know True. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like well yeah. I was joking that we should play which Lucy is this right um that's funny I hadn't registered that there's so many <laughs> here we got so obviously Lucy Paul Charles Buckingham Buckley, Lucy, Lucy Buckingham no isn't Lucy Lucy Buckingham is Lucy Hall oh she changed no there's another one. Lucy there's another Lucy so well, Lucy Byron, <laughs> that's a game. Okay, listeners, let's listeners. play. How many Lucys are there in British female long course racing? So, but, yeah. but she, what impressed, she actually, and I think it was one of the underrated performances. Like everyone was talking about mm -hmm. Jason's run because it was so visible and because he yeah. caught up to Christian and they were going like neck and neck. And I was standing and, right there. And it's right. visible because it's the finish line. It's visible. And I was standing right there at like 500 meters to go when they started just like full on, like it was intense. Yeah. But Lucy's bike then isn't quite as noticeable, but she actually yeah. biked as fast as Taylor. And you could see like there and was this, did it on her, or, well, did I mean, it on her own. On her own, but she did it on her yeah, own. But yeah, but she like biked up and into, and there was like this moment where she caught up to like the Ashley Paula Elliott group. And then she like went through it. And then it was like, guys, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. go. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So and it was, it was pretty good. You know, it was great that Paula went. I think she then dropped off Paula at the end, but the two of them went and the others others couldn't um I mean and, and that's another thing like I would have loved to see then that fin you know um you know the last couple of k of Lucy Holly Ellie Kat Matthews all like closing in on each other because we just saw the aftermath of them like collapsed at the line and it would have been awesome to like follow that development and being able to go oh my god actually they're they're catching up and they're overtaking and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think Lucy Byram, I think like I raced with her in, I saw her, what I saw her race at Miami um, and then raced with her at challenge Pretavaris. And she, I already had flagged her then as kind of like, she is legit and kind of up and coming. And then she didn't, 
unfortunately, I think she got sick at some like at Ibiza or one of the next big races, and so didn't kind of have that performance. And I think people then like just yeah, like you said, she just ignored him because she's sort of yeah, probably more well known in Europe. But um, yeah, but I but yeah, think that was impressive. Um... Yeah. What were your performances then? Well, I was gonna say like that that was like the underrated I think performance of the weekend that people didn't fully like realize how hard that was. Um, Taylor, I think I mean yes, the yawn of course it was just like and all these people afterwards were like oh I knew he could do it and you were like shut up you did not I I mean if you train with spoke, him I spoke, sure. I spoke to someone before the race and they were like who's your predictions and I was like I would love to see Yan win was my prediction but I was like. And and the, the the friend I was talking to knows Jan pretty well, and he right. was like, we we're both, you know, but he was like, mm, but I don't know. Like, I think if he just, he was like, you know, I think if he just has a good run and has a good run PB, he'll be super happy regardless of where that puts him. Um. So yeah. And sure, like Christian cramped up, and Magnus had GI issues, and so that sort of like left it to Jan to just like not drop yeah. the ball. Um. Yeah. I like it's not that he didn't deliver world class performance. He did, but he wasn't under the kind of yeah. pressure he will be on under at like Nice, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also like Taylor. I mean, Taylor, she's like, what is she, 24, 25? She's also just so calm and controlled. And she just like has it. I mean, literally, and this is just happened to be a coincidence. We were standing behind the start. Um, and then they kind of like barriers came around us. And basically we ended up standing like with the pro women who were like getting ready for their call out. And so we're very much not trying not to bother them. And everyone's like very serious and they're literally starting the call out and taylor's like i was thinking about what you asked me the other night and i have more ideas for you and you're like what are you doing just done on the planet yeah she is just it's like the world according to taylor it's like you know she's just in this own her own little her own little world of things but yeah i i will be i know there's been and this isn't just like random rumor like she's you know this came from from rinny even when we interviewed her i know there's been rumor of taylor wants to do Kona she wants to race pro cycling next year yeah. she wants to do 70.3 she wants to obviously qualify for the Olympics and get that medal um and it's just kind of like how are you going to do all those so yeah I mean the Kona thing will depend on next weekend or in 10 days time well not less than 10 days time like her first part as far as I understand her first priority is that Olympic qualification and securing that at the test event and then if she secures it at the test event then she'll do Kona if she doesn't secure a qualification at the test event, then she'll have to do more races come the end of the year. And then Kona changes. Now, th- now that might be thrown up all in the air right. if it becomes a duathlon and selection criteria goes out the window right. for everybody. So, yeah, you'll appreciate that when we asked her, she said, well, we're just going to see how it all goes. Yeah. yeah okay. Classically. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you've got, you've got your, and you know, what? it's so funny because, Taylor is definitely, I mean, she comes across on that side of, oh yeah, we're just going to see how it goes. And yet she's one of the most calculated, right. she's incredibly detailed, et cetera, et cetera. So they will know exactly like what the plan okay. is, A, B, and C, and D. Yeah. No. So I actually, I mean, that was very impressive. Ashley obviously is a machine and she was closing. She was closing. You know, if that run had been another mile, like I think she would have closed it. Um, it was really good to see. Uh but yeah, Taylor was just on another planet. I, she laughed half the field on the run. I don't think people noticed that who weren't no, like on yeah. the ground. Yeah, she laughed half the field That's, on the run. Yeah. So it was it was intense. Um but then how how many but it was seven laps, wasn't it, in the run? It was so five how, laps how on the far, run. Oh, five laps, seven laps on the bike. So how far was I should know this? How far was a lap? Three kilometers then? Two. Two kilometers. Two. Yeah, I mean that's no, three. It is, is three. Yeah, I guess two kilometers. But that's the when you have that sort of course on the yeah. the bike and the the bike and the run, and we're talking about these incredibly fast, you know, those athletes that she's lapping are still really amazing athletes. That's oh, a bit yeah. that I get. Like they're still legit. Actually, somebody came up to me and was like, "Oh, I feel really bad for so and so, you know, expert. Like they're having a bad race." And I was like, "I don't think they are. I think they're no. having a totally normal race." Yeah, it's just, just the front of the field is so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even like eleventh and twelfth in that, like, yeah. But it, but we didn't get to see that. But yeah, anyway, another. Story. And I will say, you know who the crowd cheered the loudest for, hands down, all the across all the races, the girl from Milwaukee, the pro, the local pro. Oh, the local pro, amazing! Oh, I love that. Literally, like you knew she was coming because the whole like underpass would go crazy. They had like post so it was. Oh, nuts. I love that! So, yeah. I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. That is so good. Yeah, so yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Um, but there was other racing, a couple other races too people who didn't make it to the u.s open uh there was the european 70.3 champs yes so which has again yeah, legit there. yeah legit 
legit um field of people that obviously decided with yeah. European worlds coming up or not European worlds, sorry, yeah. worlds 70.3 worlds in Europe coming up. I think European worlds worse. yeah. To stay. And so yeah, 70.3. So Laura Phillip won on the women's side. I think the notable performance was Imogen Simmons coming second. So kind of showing that she's coming back into back into the form that we saw when she was fourth she no, was third actually, in she 2019 third yeah at worlds yeah yeah um and then obviously had some injuries since then uh emma pallant was third on the women's side so laura phillip imogen emma um and then i think lisa Norton was fourth but i might be and then on the men's side austin c peter heimrich so again he kind of right we saw was him. so he dominant was like a few years ago and right. then yeah and has actually yeah it doesn't really great in the ibiza Mm-hmm. race and some of the other races and um but he was also like fourth or so at 70.3 worlds back that year it was like Jan Alistair Javier he was in that mix and then we just kind of haven't seen him since then yeah he he was like such a dominant athlete over the half distance um maybe only better known to the European athletes but yeah and then has sort of struggled or, or disappeared a few years and then is coming back to form this year which is super super great to see because he had that great performance at um Ironman Hamburg mm. on the men's side as well. Didn't he, he finish second, I think, didn't he, behind? I don't know. Hamburg got overshadowed Hamburg. for me. I don't remember yeah. all the results. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and Mike Phillip. And then we had Challenge London, which is a new race for Challenge. So they basically have sort of taken over London Triathlon, but made it a half distance, not Olympic distance, um, which looks pretty cool, right in the centre of London. Right. I think that's pretty amazing, being able to do that. And and, um, uh, and I know Fanella. Yeah, Low and Fanella. More, and I know yeah. for them, it was a big, like their parents, their families got to come. That yeah. was a big deal. So, yeah. So it's always fun. Which is, yeah. Which is cool. But there's also, there's just so much racism. Somebody called it uh silly season. Like we're getting into silly yeah. season. And I was it like, is. that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got um, what's coming. I mean, like, well, the test events uh, in Paris, if depending on what happens with that, Ironman Montremblanc and Ironman um, uh, Sweden, which is the last qualifying for the women. Right coming up and then obviously it's pto singapore asian race it's 70.3 worlds it's then ironman nice worlds and then it's going to be kona before we know it and then it's like oh how did we get to october kind of thing i like looking at my it's like everyone has like everyone has some variation of like my schedule is like i'm home for a week and then i'm going to paris and then i'm home for like 15 days and then i'm going to nice and then i'm home for three weeks and then i'm going to kona and i it's like everyone has some variation like everyone's doing a different version of that but it's all yeah it's all ridiculous yeah and then like yeah throw in still we've got the women's soccer world cup i know the u.s listeners probably aren't oh my god anymore i'm sorry i woke up at 4 a.m after after oh staying at the race the night before i got yeah. up at 4 a.m to watch very i've actually been loving watching the soccer world cup like just some of the performances and that oh and i just don't think penalty shootouts should be used yeah. at all in sport but anyway even and though that, england like, swedish you know. goal oh god and then, fun fact well, it, that was the first time a penalty kick in the world cup has been decided using var so oh interesting mm. oh there we go fun yeah, fact fun indeed fact. um i do like that they're very um the referees or yeah in the um in the football world cup are very authoritarian with their microphones on when they are giving a decision that's come over from the vr it's like they're shouting to the whole nation and i just love the fact that like it's sellout crowds in australia like what was the uh it came out today like the number that of tickets they sold for the australian um yeah. it's like six and a half million people watch that game and uh yeah and yeah it's been like almost two million and then tickets, just crazy so. like which teams have been knocked out and who's still in and chaos oh it's been total chaos, chaos. all yeah. the top teams are out now everyone's rooting yeah. for australia um, oh, England's the still in. Teams. i was like england I was say, just I was, barely got through oh yeah. england scraped through and yeah. we have to scrape through well not, hopefully we don't scrape through the nether match we hopefully we get through convincingly but we'll potentially meet australia in the semi-final which is whew, that's not gonna be pleasant um no, there's a couple of the other half of the draw has more top 10 teams like Netherlands and Spain. Yes, yeah, Netherlands, Spain, uh, Japan is actually my favorite right now. They've been yes. playing really well. So. Yes, exactly. So anyway, yeah. this just became an entirely anyway, different podcast. Sorry. Yeah, it's the all it's the all ball bit. Sorry. It's the other bit. <laughs> we cover some balls. It's so the lots, bit. lots and lots and lots of racing yes. coming up. Uh, we will try to, yes. you know, manage our schedules, get our sleep, stay hydrated for all. That's everything. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) See you, Kelly. All right, so 
I know uh, not everyone watched. I actually didn't watch the broadcast. I watched whatever was right in front of my face on the ground. What did you guys think <laughs> about the racing, though? Amazing. Amazing. Racing. I thought the women's race was very strategic, and I thought the men's race was dramatic. I thought it was just between, it was exciting. between Jan forgetting to take off his skin to Christian Blumenfeld, the, the drama of the cramp and <laughs> where he was pulling up on his leg. And then the way Jason West ran, like he was possessed. I mean, he wasn't looking at anybody. Yeah. He didn't care he, about it. He anything. had a mechanical. Every time he hit someone, he just surged. Yeah. With a mechanical. I don't think he would have beat Jan, but uh, he would have made Jan sweat. There wouldn't have been any you know, running down the blue carpet, you know, waving at people. He would have been running for his life. I heard on the commentary that when he surged past Christian and Christian was like sticking on him, like Jason apparently like looked back and winked at him, which no, I think I'm, is pretty They were cute. definitely like <laughs> going neck and neck, right? So. <laughs> that's that's not Jason. No, so he doesn't sound right. Yeah. He's one of those yeah, he's one of those like very humble athletes who flies under the radar. So I love I love seeing an athlete like that get such a big performance and like people are like, Oh, Jason, like, yeah, he's been around for a while getting really good results. It's just, we forget about somebody like that. And just like, okay, you're not going to forget that performance. Not going to forget it. He just ran like the winds. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody, everybody is going to want to run like that now. Everybody. Well, yeah, it was like five minutes faster than anyone else, which is a lot in an yeah, hour. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you were watching the broadcast then what did you think about the commentary I'm looking at Jocelyn you just can't oh well I okay so uh the men's side I only tuned in towards the end of the run I watch more of the women's race but I know Khadija you saw more I saw well, like I saw both saw of everything them. I saw yeah. both of all of them uh I don't know everybody's name the only person's name that I know was Marinda Carfrey okay. but uh there was one guy who was uh he predicted the end of the men's race like 20 minutes into the bike and he was completely wrong he's like this is the podium right here everybody else is done and he cut Miranda Carfrey off like five times it was a little it was interesting yeah it was uh I felt that the commentary was almost funny yeah I don't think they were going for funny yeah they got it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they weren't going for cringy or mansplainy either. Mansplainy be a word. I will say that was like a lot of people came up to me and unprompted. And I get that like I'm the person that you're going to bitch about or me and Sarah are the people you're going to bitch about the patriarchy to. So obviously people, but a lot of people came up to me when I, before I'd even like seen anything or talked and were like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are these guys talking about? Why are they mansplaining triathlon to Marinda Carfrey, you know, why are they the announcers on the ground were like at one point somebody came up, I didn't hear this, but somebody came up and was like, oh my God. He like asked some question, like, who was the last American to win an Olympic gold medal? And then like didn't know facts about Gwen. Then the the kid that he's asking this is like Gwen Jorgensen. And then he like didn't know like about Gwen Jorgensen. You know what I'm saying? Then he like didn't what it was like who weird. And then he like guy? went back to Yeah, it was all like so people were like, what the fuck is happening right Ooh. now? Yeah. It was that kind of thing. We were like, what? It was weird in the live stream too. You could hear the 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 broadcasting that was live, and you could hear the broadcasting that was part of the live stream. Oh. So it was weird. So you could hear two sets of voices uh, at this, talking. Yeah. yeah, at the same time, and at some points you couldn't understand who was talking about what. Or one person would say one thing, and somebody would say something totally contradictory. And I'm sitting here like, wow, that's um, I guess they're not coordinating here. No, they were. I think I think not coordinating would be accurate. So I I didn't watch the broadcast, but I do know that selling broadcast rights mm-hmm. um, and having a really high quality production is a huge, huge part of the PTO business model. So based on your descriptions, I'm a bit surprised things weren't a little bit more dialed in. Well, it's a huge part um, just, of their business model, but have you seen, I mean, are any, have any of them like blown you away have, so far? Is there a broadcast that you'd be like, yes, I would pay $20 million for that. No. She's no. shaking her head, but forgot it was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the stats that they had on the screen were not helpful. I feel like Iron Man does a better job at like showing they had the Young Fordino as Canadian. 
They did have the they wrong had a flag. Canadian flag after it. So I was like, wait a minute, is it? Is he South African or German? I know he's not Canadian. <laughs> and I know like all four of us are American, and right. this was a race in the US, and they had this like instead of minutes per mile, it was minutes per kilometer. kilometer I don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah, I mean, you could like change it on the. I was also on the app because I was trying, and you could change it. But yes, agree. Like American rate, I will tell you, I don't think they care about the American audience based on the fact that I don't think there's an American that works at an executive level. I don't think there's a woman that works at an executive level. Um, part part of the thing about the vibe being off, like on the ground, and like some of the things that were being said, were like these are not things that like American women would accept. Right? Like that might fly in Australia, but it like does not fly here. You know. Um. So I just don't think they. I think they just like really don't know America. But to Sarah's point, I think that's one of the big problems, right? Is like the broadcast, like if you're going to make a whole business, you got to, you know, have a better broadcast. She's like nodding again. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there was like really great racing, what, fourth through seventh. We're all super close in the women's race, but you wouldn't have known that. The only time we saw them was was as they were crossing the finish line. And so, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. Um, I was ro- rooting for Haley from our sister podcast. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, uh, wait, did nine. you see her finish? She was like high-fiving so much. She tripped oh, as she was like, yes, rolled across the finish line. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the stack height on her shoe kind of But she was like high-fiving, high-fiving, high-fiving. And then like, because I like went to get a picture and I basically got her like rolled. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point yeah. though. They really only focused on the top four women and there was a lot of exciting racing that's that goes on you know all the way through there's battles all the way through and it's exciting to see and mm-hmm. you don't really see that um in the unless you're on the ground and you're watching the race and doing the tracker simultaneous I yeah you actually don't like you actually don't see that much triathlon from the ground they like even in these loop courses right where you saw them 12 times or whatever you're still like oh there they go you have to like you actually have to like really like it's like actually hard to follow yeah yeah then the rest of the time you're scrolling yeah. you're scrolling right i'm like i'm like on my phone and then i'm yeah. like here they're coming and then I'm like, oh there they are right like i actually had more fun watching it on the the live stream and then you know having my tracker open and lifting weights i mean i got mm. three things done at once Obviously, though, I mean, Sarah, other Sarah, old Sarah, um, <laughs> and I, you know, spent a lot of time, spent a lot of time with my mom t- uh, together this weekend. And so obviously we talked about like, you know, the culture triathlon and it's not like mansplaining is unique to triathlon, right? It's like, it's kind of. I'm an engineer. Right. I'm like mm-hmm. the only one under a bajillion and uh, I'm the only woman and I'm the only uh, black woman. So yeah, I get a lot of all kinds of explaining <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what happened at the track the other day <laughs> oh so i'm no this was actually today, today. i was at, it's like 90 yeah i was I, i'm still sweaty now um it's like 97 <laughs> degrees here i had a really crappy interval training session and the lady goes she has on a, a, a wig a lace front wig she's like you must be hot and I'm very sarcastic. Anybody who knows me well knows that I pop off very easily. I was so close to saying her, to her, I'm no hotter than you are with that fur on your head. She literally had on a wig and she's asking me if I'm hot in my very thin hijab. Right. I'm just yeah. like, people say the, the craziest stuff. You got on a face full of makeup and a wig and you're asking me, am I hot? Really? so i turned bright red whenever i run and this old woman who was and i i'm not kidding was looking in the curb for discarded cigarettes to smoke whoa yeah she was like oh you don't look good and i was like no no i'm fine and she's like no 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 and she like wouldn't let it go i was like really like i don't think i'm the one of the two of us who has an issue (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing oh But Sarah, you got you started uh, cigarettes. I don't know. This was like very weird. I was I was like walking the block. You know what I mean? Like from the run path back up to my house, my my parents' house. (laughs) I I don't know what she was doing. I don't know. Yeah. So I I had a really interesting thing happen at the pool today. Um, My normal pool is closed. So I went to a new one and there is a lifeguard there who was there yesterday. 
And he starts chatting with me a little bit. I'm like, okay, looking at the clock needs to go. Then he starts to talk about my swim stroke because he saw me the other day and he suggests, you know, that I should be bilateral breathing and like goes into this whole long thing about swimming and how to do it properly. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, tick, 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 like 10 minutes goes by. No joke. I'm looking, keep on looking at the clock. I'm like, when's this going to got this guy? Why didn't you leave? Well, he didn't give me a second. And then finally. (laughs) It doesn't breathe. No, he's not breathing. (laughs) He went off on this whole thing about like um, this Harvard study about carbon dioxide and breathing patterns. And he like wants me to do this breathing exercise. I'm like, I am so sorry. I have to get in the 6K swim. Peace out. He's like, no, this breathing exercise will only take like two seconds. I'm like, I'm sorry. Bye. You know what you you speak another language? This is the time you act like you you don't speak English. You know what you have to do? No entiendo. No No entiendo. entiendo. um, (laughs) It's too late at that point. Too late. I am a, like, this is my best skill, right? Is being very, very bitchy without technically being mean. And I'm very, very good at the, like, walking away while you're being like, great, thank you, thank you. I'm getting, like, getting in the, right? Like, I, and people think I'll teach you. It'll be great. I am. (laughs) On poolside, <laughs> cap on, goggles yeah. on, like every signal in the world that I'm about to start my session. And like, he just was not getting it. And so like, oh, man. at first, at first I'm, you know, being polite. Mildly nice, yeah. And then, Does he understand your professional triathlete? No, no, not at all. Not no. At all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll give him a little grace. All right. No. Why should that? Why should it matter? It shouldn't matter. Like you can look at Sarah swimming and know that she's like one of the best swimmers. And like if you know anything about swimming, no, you'd be like. But why should it? Even if I'm not. <laughs> even like, if you're even not, if like I barely yeah. know how to swim. Like do not it's mind your business. Sit there. Yeah. Mind. Well, and at first I'm like, okay. Trying to come at it from a place of empathy, where I'm like, okay, <laughs> this guy is bored out of his mind. He's there for hours. Like he needs to feel important. And then as it went on, I got more and more irritated. I'm like, okay, this is more than like needing to feel important. Like you know stuff. Like there is something. Like I feel really bad for this guy, but also at the same time, he is not getting basic social cues of me like staring at the clock, being like time to go mister like I have stuff to do so yeah I it's so interesting like what was going through his mind that he needs to stop random people and tell them how to swim properly oh they really think like because I get it a lot running and like biking because not whatever they um man they they dudes capital d dudes really think they're helping you they like really are like you know what you should do I, out of the goodness of my heart, I'm coming over here to tell you, you shouldn't run alone. And you're like, okay. Or whatever it is, right? Well, it sounds like Khadija ran into to yeah. a woman who was worried about her <laughs> regulation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, you must be I think hot, just, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how the, the South, I live in Georgia. Oh, that sounds very and southern, and Yeah. yeah I, well, I live in Atlanta. Everybody... Even my kids, I have to tell them, I don't even understand what my kids are saying. They were born in Georgia. They've got this deep Southern accent. And I've got this, I don't know, mix of whatever accent. Half the time, I don't even understand. Oh, baby, you must be hot. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden. your head. Dude, that's almost like one of those like generic Southern <laughs> things, right? You must be hungry. <laughs> like, that's the other one. <laughs> like, you must be hot. Honey, you should, are you, should you be running this far? And you're all that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Interesting. But you have to go into every venue acting like you don't speak. Start off not speaking English and then gravitate towards speaking English once you know it's safe. <laughs> There's your tip. There's your tip. That's, my, that's the Katija tip of the day. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to go from that. I was about to say, I'm just going to run how to be a bitch classes. It's going to be great. So. Nice. <laughs> I'll take that class. Good. <laughs> um, all right. Before we uh, say go to Sarah's random question of the day, I was going to say on the other end of the spectrum, old Sarah and I also went to the CrossFit Games last week, which on all these topics right here, you would think would be super, super bro because obviously they are, right? Like obviously by nature, pretty bro It was like coming from... It was like so much more exciting. If that makes, like they did such a better job organizing, like 
from, from like the pro level, such better job broadcast, such a better, like, and I get it. Like it's easier because it's in a stadium. It's shorter. And it was so much like, there were so many more women, so many like, like actual people who weren't white. Right. It was like, it was just like fascinating to go from one to, and be like, this sport is only like, it was made up like 15 years ago. It's not like a real, like it's a made up fucking thing. It yeah. was like way more exciting. So you're saying triathlon can learn something from CrossFit. I'm saying, yeah, they really could. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't even know. So you're saying triathlon felt more bro-y than CrossFit. Yes. yes. Uh, Which is weird, right? That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. And CrossFit has some like super bizarre, like like the whole like military part of like deeply, like it's weird to me. Like I'm not super, I'm not saying like, I'm saying like the way it's like ingrained in like everything in CrossFit is like a little odd, you know? I think with triathlon, they realized they had a problem and now they're like trying too hard. And it's almost like ridiculous. Cause I, even when I go to races, I either get total support or I get this weird, like, we don't want you here. There's like no in between, like, I'm just showing up to race like you just, let me race like just like you, you well that was what I'm was saying. weird like that was what was weird about the people who are on the mic right if you're gonna sit there and t- talk about like everything you've done for women it actually just sort of makes it feel like it's condescending you, yeah mm-hmm. it's weird yeah. and we were laughing like i could not like if like the also there were like women on the mic at the crossfit games crazy right and i was like laughing like if they started talking about giving away equal t-shirts like i feel like people would have thrown things at them you know what i mean like we give the guys <laughs> the same amount of t-shirts yeah. as we do the ladies like I just could not see that happening so so Kelly you bring up an interesting point so this is a sport like you said it's, it was 15 years ago give or take or right? give yeah. or take do you think so many of our problems are just the fact that we're like ingrained ingrained the mm-hmm. legacy of the 70s when the sport started and you know it's harder like whereas the culture 15 years ago was a little bit, a little bit, uh, different. (laughs) So like, we just need to blow up triathlon and create a a new, a new sport. sport. Oh, that's good. Like make running (laughs) and and cycling. (laughs) Cycling is even older and cycling is is way more bro-y than triathlon. Oh yeah. And don't, don't act like you even know how to change your own tire. Really? I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Here's the, uh, uh, people who want it, like guys who want to tell you things, people like they're always telling, telling me I should ride with a higher cadence. like just like guys who bike by me are like, you should ride it with a higher cadence. You should like, really. Cause I have a, you're like, great. One of them was like, you should really get that bike tuned up. Like, And you can tell that just yeah. by passing me. Really? I was like, cool, great. <laughs> thanks. Fantastic. Yeah. I've been to a bike yeah. shop where I was like looking at the women, women's apparel. And I was like commenting that like, it's so it's so nice like how much like the women's I was talking about how the clothing for women has evolved since mm-hmm. I started 20 plus years ago and so I bought a jersey and as I told that to the person ringing me up he was like oh yeah this is much nicer than like biking in a cotton t-shirt and I was like oh my god You're he like, thinks yeah, I'm a true. total yeah. newbie that <laughs> in cotton t-shirts which I did for a very long time Many years. So, <laughs> did you like sew pockets onto them? Because that's the best part of bike jersey is the extra right. pockets. <laughs> the pockets. I generally, um, Sarah. In all fairness, this was the time when I couldn't take my handles, hands off the handlebars anyway. Anyway, so it wasn't. It didn't come up a lot. You know, <laughs> like it wasn't an did issue. You have, <laughs> oh, did you use a Camelback when you first no, started? No, I just like didn't eat or drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes. I wonder what goes through my I would really love to have a guy on the show and just a guy find a guy find a guy who would honestly say what is going through your mind because some of the stuff that just comes out they can't possibly be thinking that no the, I think the problem are. is the men who listen to this podcast yeah agree with us so we yeah. would have to do some digging it sounds like maybe the Maybe the PTO announcers, like we just have to- <laughs> Oh no, I know who we could ask. I just don't want to talk to them, okay? <laughs> I was like, go on any Reddit, any slow Twitch forum, any they'll will they will explain to you exactly what they're thinking. So don't worry. <laughs> I'll just ask the lifeguard on. Be like, so lifeguard, 
tell me what you were thinking. Tell, me. tell us about <laughs> bilateral breathing. And oh, no, we, we should... should totally bring him on the podcast. <laughs> I think that'd be great. And then we'll, then we'll start with, did you know Sarah is an Olympian? <laughs> They'll be like, cool. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> ah! Yeah. But Kelly, he was some ski coach back in 1976. <laughs> and he you... showed me the scar to prove it. <laughs> Do you have the Olympic rings test? And I was the only one born in 1976. Okay. That's the problem. You need the Olympic rings tattoo. I and then you can just to like it really should. It really matter. doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It shouldn't matter. But how cool would it be if you had it like on your butt and you just like point to your butt and jump in and do your swim? I I think maybe maybe it w- it helps that um some guy like I'd never met before was like, oh, are you Sarah True? Like as I'm leaving the pool oh my goodness are you are you racing at like 70.3 worlds and goes off in this big thing and like you were like yes i am sarah true that is yeah so the left part is probably like you mean that lady who doesn't know how to swim (laughs) (laughs) maybe she would have won there you go there you go do you wait since we're asking do you ever do the like um you know the people who put like oly after their name now like like never seen this like, that? so it's like people it's kind of like how some people put like, do- like if they're a doctor or they're a lawyer or they're whatever they put like the ac- the acronym you know in their signature there's one for if you're an olympian it's like oly and people started doing it and i can't i'm like i have mixed feelings i can't decide anyway i have not seen that but oh, really? no no well i worked with people who would do it okay they wanted okay. they wanted to make sure everyone knew you know what i mean every time they did business so <laughs> i mean if it's outside of your profession just like in general, they do this. I mean, I put my credentials when I'm doing business, but why yeah. would it just in my regular email? No, like, you why know, like, well, at work and work and your work email, how it has like all, like, you know, when you're okay, working, yeah. have like all your credentials. Yes. Mine yes. says M-S-P-O-C-P-O. Right. So yeah, I put just all say, my alphabet after my Right. Name so there's an alphabet for Olympian now that you could yeah. also include. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't do it for my regular email, but yeah, for work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm not saying if I was an Olympian, I would definitely do it just so everyone would know because it's a big deal. But I would get the tattoo on my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Just just on the butt. Just on the butt. Yeah. And then the people with the Iron Man tattoo. I don't have an Iron Man. I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Haven't you done? Yeah, I've done. I've done eight of them. I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I'm good on the tattoo. I don't really do tattoos, but yeah, I mean, you do. Right. Everyone has like their own personal. Sure. journey their own personal journey yeah I did my first Ironman when I was 20 and everyone asked if I was gonna get the M dot tattoo and oh, really? I was like uh I still feel like I'm too young to make that decision right. for my whole life because that's forever what a tattoo yeah it is forever yeah huh yeah you're just like yeah I guess it is <laughs> you could get it removed or covered up you know but do you know apparently some of those temporary tattoos are not so temporary what? what like the you know the ones there's like it's like maybe it's just big out here there's like these like permanent temporary ones like they last like a month or something like that but then it's turning out that some of them actually don't go away the way they're supposed to <laughs> so people are well, like I get henna a lot yeah yeah my henna that I don't know what it is my skin like really drinks it up my henna will last like six weeks sometimes eight weeks even with swimming but I think that's just I don't know everybody's skin is different right but you, you know, it's only going to, or, you know, it's going to last that long. Whereas if you think that you're having a temporary tattoo and of like a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. And it lasts <laughs> forever. Yeah. Right. It'll work. <laughs> not, so, not so temporary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was my fun fact for the day. What is Sarah's fun random question for the day? Okay. Super random question. All right. You have a choice oh, between. Dear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is nothing to do with triathlon, by the way. <laughs> Okay, for the rest of your life, you can drink whatever you want, beverage-wise, the whole range of beverages, but you can't have any more desserts. Hmm. Or you can have whatever dessert you want for the rest of your life, but can only drink water. What do you choose? Interesting one. I know I'm thinking about it now. Oh, I'm good. I don't, I'm not big on desserts. I'm good. I mean, I like, I like dark chocolate, (laughs) but I could live without it. Yeah, I'm good. 
I'm I'm the range of beverage person. Are yeah. we not like with factoring you. in like racing? Because like it'd be quite hard not to only drink water at races. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just talking about life. Yeah, this is not a triathlon question. Right, right. Well, I was, like, well, I, was like, I was like being practical <laughs> here. Life. I was all like, I was all like, well, I mostly only drink water and beer. It's like I could probably give up water. Beer and, beer. and then I was like, well, like, what about racing? <laughs> just you can put like your electrolytes in there. Okay, okay. But yeah. you can't you oh, yeah. but no okay. flavor. Then I'd probably no go dessert. No flavor. Yeah, I can live without cake, but I can't live without mango juice. Mm, Ooh. Interesting. I pick desserts. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I could just have water with all my desserts. Right. You're like, I could just drink water. That's fine. She's yeah. eating brownies, drinking water, mm. trying to get through her next state championship. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Wait, Sarah, did you have a pick? Yeah, I'm I'm liquids because I feel like there's a lot of working around. Like, does a scone count? Oh, nice. As a You're dessert? gonna like smoothie your scone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I don't think a scone counts as a dessert. Oh, totally. It depends. Like, it depends. Yeah, you know, I got like, a muffin though. A muffin, like is... a muffin, like a milkshake. You know, that's a beverage. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can still get my dark chocolate hit in a shake. Yeah, so See, that seems yeah, like that I seems like your your like uh, what's the you know fine printing this. You know? Okay, instead of a milkshake, I would just have ice cream. <laughs> right, right. Could it melt a little? <laughs> <laughs> we have too much time on our hands yeah clearly. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one giving dumb questions um but so it sounds like kelly we're not going to have you next week no we're going to have a guest tbd it's a mystery to us as well but we hope that you you listen to our podcast we can promise nothing other than probably a really random question at the end None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the Try Hard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's two zero feisty for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down Precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle, 
which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. And that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula. And then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five, or, you know, like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. 